Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Last Things Last podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Myers, joined by my co-host, I'm Jenna Skoda, Justin Mandia, and a special guest, Anthony Cole, no stranger to the former Off the Bench podcast, joins us here. How's it going, fellas? It's, it's going, going. I will avoid saying what I just said so we can get this going. Thank uh, you. I, I didn't think that was a bad thing. All right, just continue, continue. Fair enough. MJ, oh I mean, gosh. Justin, Anthony, how you guys doing? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Um, all hey, right, so we're going to good to see you guys. We're going to start with a baseball topic that Justin brought up, so I'm actually oh. going to let him introduce it. Justin, no, don't, I don't want to Justin, introduce you it. brought this up. It. No, it's baseball. Go ahead. Listen, Justin, I haven't even consented to being recorded yet, so Justin said he likes this new playoff possible playoff change in baseball. I like it too. Go ahead and tell the folks what it's it is. It's confusing, Justin. but I like it. Yeah, that's why I don't want to talk about it. But here's the general gist of it. Yeah. Basically, if you are one of the uh more how more successful teams in your uh in your conference is it conference no it's league division. league right and league no yeah. well i mean yes division league yeah so if you're one of the more successful teams you basically get to call out some of the less successful still playoff making teams basically calling your shot and saying i think i can beat this team <laughs> i think i have the best shot to beat this team which well, i think is going to cause just mayhem well, yeah, but wait, it'll be awesome. Wait, wait, wait. It, now, now, I heard it the other day. Is it – I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this because I'm still not I'm sure I'm going to pull it up so we but get some is it the, the, the division leader gets a first-round bye, yes. but the second-best record who won a division gets to pick their opponent out of the two lesser think, teams, and then the wild card is now a three-game series. Did I read that right? Yes, yes. Yeah, From okay. a one-game playoff to a best of three. Which seasons. it should be. Yeah, the wild card <laughs> is such a joke because it's just a play-in game, basically. Yeah. Um, so, okay, it says MLB is considering a significant restructure of its playoff format. The proposed format, which has been gaining traction among owners with the commissioner's office, could go into effect as of 2022. It would increase from five to seven teams, the wild card round, expanding from one game to best of three. Here's how it would work. The team with the best record in both the American and National League would receive a first-round bye, okay. automatically advancing to the division series. The other two division winners would host all three games in a best-of-three wildcard round, as would the wildcard team with the next best record. Three other wildcard teams would also advance to the best-of-three round, though none would host a game. The division winner with the second-best record in the league would then get to decide which of the bottom three wildcard teams it wants to play in the opening round. That's awesome. That's so I, good. I, That's I hope so they do awesome. That. I, That's well, it, so it, it gives more teams the reason to play. Like they're not right. shutting it down in freaking right. July. Right. Right. <laughs> that, it's a long it, season. Yeah. Or it might, it might encourage the Pittsburgh Pirates to spend some money. <laughs> I, I doubt um, it. No, but that and the thing that I love about it is that it's adding more intrigue and interest to because there's going to be bad blood. You know there's going to be bad oh, blood of course. when someone picks you know, if the Phillies are a wild card team and someone calls them out and they're like, hey, I think I can, you know, take these guys. It's going to be a weird thing when, when that wild card team steals one. You yeah, because oh, it'll happen. The first game. baseball's crazy that way. And then they're yeah. like, oh, you're sure that you wanted to play us? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to be cool. And I also read um, that they're going to announce all of them. Like a selection day. Representatives from the team pick yeah. who they want to play on That'll national TV like a selection day, which again, Super that's fun. what baseball's missing. 162 yeah. games. It makes the season much, much less more, like dramatic when you're, you know, yeah. 
on game 87 in the regular season. But if your postseason starts off with a selection of teams calling out other teams they want to yeah. beat in the playoffs. It's and I mean, and it gives teams that are on the fringe already, like a Philadelphia, a much better shot of actually being able to play whoa, whoa, whoa. in a wild card series. Let's, let's not Bro, don't even get me on the fringe. Let's not get me fringe of the wild card. Well, I am going to get you started because I want to bring you in here. What do you think of the new playoff, possible new playoff format? Um, and what it could do for a team like your Phillies. I mean, first off, I'm glad they're starting, as Justin said, uh, they're trying to be more innovative and bring something new and different to the sport because, uh, uh, unfortunately, new and different isn't something that you can associate with MLB. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I'm glad that they're they're attempting to do that. Um, I, Depending on the season, though, your wild card teams – may not necessarily be as um, – it could be very lopsided um, because if you look at the – if you like if you take this year in consideration, um, you know, you have, you know, again, like a team like the Phillies would have made it um, into the wild card. Um, but, like, honestly, were they going to be able to contend with the Braves, the, you know, the Brewers, the Nationals? No. They're, they're, the no. Cardinals? No. Maybe if, maybe yeah, if but Mount you, St. Mary's baseball is playing, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you, you might you, – you, but you could have a year like uh, – I think it was two years ago where all the wild card teams that made it had 90 wins. But, like, yeah. everybody else was just, like, super good. Like, you're going to have those years too. Um, so, that's my only doubt. That's my only fear with that. But other than that, um, it, it's – it's. Uh, I think it's going to be good because it's bringing change. It's bringing excitement, uh, like Justin said. Yeah, and you know what? So, like, Trevor Bauer and a bunch of, like, baseball purists were freaking out about, you know, this is going to ruin the game. And here's the thing. I love the tradition of baseball. It's something that has always attracted me to the game. But this does not affect the tradition of baseball in any way at all. Kev, Kev, these are the same people that get mad when in a World Series someone goes dinger and they flip yeah. a bat and they're like, oh, that's the most yeah. disrespectful. Yeah, the no. man just hit a home run in a playoff series. Do you yeah. know how hard that is? Yeah. And like, everyone's no. jacked up and it's celebrating. They're like, no, nah, it's ruining the yeah. game. Everyone's none of it, none of it ruins the tradition of the game whatsoever. I mean, it's just you, know it's, what does you have to be able to expand in the era that you're in. But you know what does ruin the game? Stealing signs. By the way, Carlos Beltran is being ruined by everybody he's ever worked with. They're like, we tried to get him to stop. We tried oh, to get well, him to stop. Who's the first Astro that came out and said, I regret the whole thing and wish we hadn't done it? The first Astro yeah. plays for the Twins. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm forgetting yeah, he's, his name. He first guy that came out and said, I regret the whole thing. Not No, they did their investigation. You know, yeah. you can't do anything. No, 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 no. But even apparently AJ Hinch in his interview said, in his like tell-all interview, was like, I felt powerless to stop Carlos. I was like, oh my God. That's that's what's (laughs) going to start happening now. People are getting (laughs) tossed under buses. Yeah. And it's mainly him. Also, Justin, is there like a ghost in your house? You keep. I have no clue what's going on in this place, dude. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, this might be my my last day. So, <laughs> well, that got dark. You know. Um, Luckily, I'm but yeah, I think it's going to be flashlight. <laughs> I think the playoff rule is going to be really cool. I also think there could be a lot more discussion that's going to be coming about the uh, universal DH and whether that's good for National League teams or yes. not. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> What do you mean 
know. I think pitchers should have baseball to hit. players. Yeah, I think pitchers should have to hit too. That's terrible and That's horrible. <laughs> Is it, or would they become better if they just had to? No, they were not. But see, not there's also there's yeah. also an advantage for teams that already have good hitting pitchers. But so, Kevin, like, what, what, what's a pitcher play? Like once every seven days? Like, no. Yeah, yeah. What, what's a good All your pitcher? garbage hitters are going to be in there. What's a good hitting pitcher compared to a DH? Like, you, you're at, No, like, I agree. It, but what I'm saying is if, like, if you're a team that has a rotation that has good hitters in it and you're playing against teams that don't, you already have the advantage. No, like you just you just make it all, all D like the re like you're asking your your ace AL pitcher. AL should have pit. AL you're have asking your hitting. ace pitcher who barely practices mm-hmm. hitting at all then to go him, to the plate, get a baseball impaled into the back of his neck, and then he's, he's out. He's a ball player. When he was in high yeah, school or little league, didn't he have to hit? Yes. <laughs> in college too. Minor league baseball, most of the times the pitcher has to hit. Like um, what, guys? If if you hear a car alarm, I apologize. The same car for the past three nights has been doing that, and I can't figure out which car it is. <laughs> well, MJ's in a, an area where his car is being broken into, and I'm going to get killed. Steal in it! I don't care. Room for some reason. <laughs> no, and but I, no. I, the I, DH the, the DH adds more fun to it. it first off, let's how? Agree. What do you mean how, Kevin? I don't want to see a pitcher hit. <laughs> Well, you know, it's also kind of hilarious at the fact that pitchers are notoriously bad hitters when they should be able to read the pitches better than literally anybody. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> practice hitting. Right, because well, Not yet. there's no excuse for but it. But in this scenario, they would have – they're going to have a whole – put in the time fielding <laughs> and hitting. Pitchers should have to put in – they could even do it like 70%, 30% and still hit better than, than – No, men. Kevin, you want your pitcher to be good at one thing, pitching. How would them having to take some BP make them not as good a pitcher? Okay, so the one time a $35 million pitcher takes a shot to the shoulder and no longer – Part of the game. Part of the game, man. Not in the American League, it's not. How often does a, like, Oh, it has screwed up some NL pitchers. Drilled and then Dude, in the playoffs, be out for aiming for that. If they, if they don't wear an elbow guard, that can that ruin you. <laughs> Didn't didn't last year? Didn't a pitcher, a uh, starting pitcher, get hurt batting and was out for probably like four months, three months? But in the other hand, team? a pitcher can just as easily get hurt by being on the mound and taking like a screamer no off one the bat. Wants to see a pitcher hit, Kevin. but that's because he's doing like that's in his no, like his natural job field. is literally to be a baseball player, and in the job description of baseball playing, you hit. And you do your fielding position. Do you want to see Jose Mesa? You want to see Jose Mesa swing the bat? No, because he's Jose like Mesa's 70 years 60. old. <laughs> Jose Mesa's dead, dude. I don't want to see that. No one does. He'd have way more problems than just doing that. The guy's so old. Actually, oh. never mind. You want to see that? Yeah, I say no, combination. I wouldn't mind seeing him swing a bat. Charlie Manuel. <laughs> you know, what here's what we need to do. Get him swing a bat. We we have or a walk. DH. Rocky, your again. DH has to be a former pitcher over the age of 50. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. God, no. Now we get the best of both worlds. Oh, Entertaining. No, no. I think it's so, in, so in like five years, you get Bartolo Colon out of retirement. <laughs> oh, Just big sexy out there. <laughs> 
get Nolan Ryan to come in. <laughs> okay, so we don't agree on this, but do we agree on they need to pick one or the other? Yes, yes or both? Yeah, I, I do because like whether it's, it's DH or DH, it's yeah, yeah, way. just pick one. Uh, different. <laughs> like we're still, it's like we're still in the 1800s with the two leagues that just meet for the World Series. Like, I mean, the way not... baseball is played, it still feels like it's in the 1800s. Ooh, it would be I'll, like I want to poke the bear. <laughs> I love baseball. Like You're not going to ruin it for me. NFL and the yeah. AFL, and the in fact, and the pitchers AFL and catchers are back. Go Redbirds, baby! Oh God, boring. Luckily, we still have the XFL. Yeah, which is already more popular than MLB. It is. <laughs> it will be. MJ, you're a baseball fan. I am a baseball fan, Kevin, but I like football too. <laughs> so do I. More we'll get into even. that later. Um, all right. So the real reason we brought track. Anthony on is to talk some basketball. So the Sixers are garbage. We're going to get into that for sure. Uh, so in bad. fact, we're going to start with two of their players, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, seem to not be uh, enjoying each other's company as of late. Some articles have been saying that they're feuding. One is jealous of the other. First of all, sounds very junior high to me. Anthony, you were just at the Sixers-Bulls game, in which the Bulls almost beat the Sixers, by the way. Just pointing that out. Um, please go ahead and tell me what your take is on the situation with these two guys right now. And then we'll get into the overall team. Uh, I mean, my take is, is that First off, you know, they just have to just play basketball. Like, why are, they, why are you so worried about the image that you have with the team? Like, you both got paid, got paid. <laughs> like, you both are focal points of the team. Like, how could you be jealous of one another? Why on earth would Joel Embiid be jealous of Ben Simmons? <laughs> We spent a third-round draft pick on you. We babied you for three years until you got your foot together. Like, how? 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 It just it makes absolutely zero sense. You know, how can – then you have a, a player who posts videos upon videos upon videos of him shooting threes, fadeaway threes, doing all this, and he won't even – like he won't even do it and then you have you have them going at each other about oh i'm like i'm like i'm not really friends with him like i'm not really you know who cares just play basketball okay but and i i agree with you like the whole shut up and play mentality i get that but i mean it, it wasn't that long ago where we had kobe and shaq having having issues between the two of them um obviously it's a little different because they were both talented um but <laughs> but they still played basketball <laughs> they still played basketball they were off the top rope <laughs> they were still dominating everybody they still won championships yeah and they could have won like eight but they yeah, were but they had such hatred for each other it. just babies about it they could have won so many more titles so yeah. many more no, but I mean, because he got he got traded before they could execute that. I'm That's talking about. I argue Shaq I'm talking about. I'm talking about. They Shaq was with the L.A. for five years. They won three titles in five years. Yeah, That's and then he got traded. Good. Oh man, I have something to bring up. 
That is a dynasty. Three titles in five years with that duo is a dynasty. Yeah, absolutely. Remember the word dynasty because I am ripping into someone later about dynasty. All right. It's going to be. But again, again, I, I, it just, it, they, Shaq and Kobe, despite their differences and how they felt about one another personally on the court, no matter what, they were still dominating. They but still here's the thing. We hard. live in a league right now where it's so much more about me than everybody else. Oh, Joel, that's a different problem. He's a guy from the beginning. He's been a guy that's all about his image on social media. He likes to be the guy that's looked at in Philadelphia. He's the fun guy. You know, he's the one that everybody's <sighs> going to be. He wants to be the only face of that franchise. And you have Ben Simmons, who's a little more understated than that, but also has the feeling that he's been – pushed down by everybody else because he can't shoot a jump shot to save his life. So it's like these whole two opposite people that are clashing for only the fact that they want to be the face of the franchise. And I said this last week and I'll say it again. I think even though, and we'll get into this, Embiid has shown a lot of laziness lately and he's been completely um, overmatched in a lot of matchups where he shouldn't be. He's still the guy I would want in Philadelphia over a Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a guy that you have wasted time on. I love how I sound like I'm so invested when I hate the Sixers. But, like, he's a guy that you spent all this time and money on. And, you, st- you know, people when he came in are like, this guy's going to be the next Michael Jordan, the next LeBron James. He's got insane athletic ability. His intangibles are unreal. And he can't shoot. He can't shoot. Like, this guy, one of the biggest things you need out of out of him for the Sixers is you need a scorer, and he's not a scorer. You need to get rid of him and keep Joel Embiid. I have a rebuttal for that, but I'll, I'll let I'll let uh, Justin or MJ come in and, and chime in before I before I. Who would one of you guys take, Embiid or Simmons? Ben Simmons. Go ahead, Justin. Me? Uh, oh, me. I'm Embiid all the way. Um, I think Embiid locker room wise is probably. <laughs> I think you probably want Simmons locker room wise if you want to have just kind of a smooth sailing yeah deal there um but i think Embiid, as far as franchise face of a franchise um he's someone that's gonna what is happening in this house um, i'm hearing noises all over the place um Embiid, he's gonna bring he's gonna put butts in seats he's gonna bring fans into the into the stadium whether they love him or hate him they're coming in to to see him regardless um but Simmons, I think, is just Embiid's more of a complete player. Yeah. I think, and I don't think that you can continue to say. I know we have this weird arrest development thing with Ben Simmons, where he gets Rookie of the Year in his second year, and then we just consider him a, a younger player than what he is. But we've given him what four years now, yeah. three years, four years. Like, it's he is what he is. LeBron, LeBron was not a great three-point shooter early in his career, but he, could but he shot them. threes. Yeah, like he could still make LeBron them. shot 30% from three. <laughs> like that's not great, but he shot some. Yeah. Like Ben Simmons is shooting from inside. He's good from 17 and mm. in, which is great. But today's NBA, you need someone on the court, especially, and the thing is, to back me up, as evidenced by basically late-game situations, if the Sixers are down by more than seven or eight points, two minutes, three minutes left to go in a situation they need threes. What's his ben name? Simmons, can't bail you out all the time. Was it Furcon? Is that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He can't bail you out all the time. In, in Ben Simmons, <laughs> literally, literally 
because I watched it in a in the Miami Heat Sixers series two years ago, I think it was. He's off the floor. They don't even put him on. You can't even use your supposed franchise point guard in the last two minutes of a game because yeah. he's a liability on offense. Yeah, you can't like give you, him the ball. You can't uh, use him. He was a liability at the foul line. He's at still a liability. Oh, no. He's right. not a clutch right. hold, closer. Hold, hold on. Everybody wrecked us on Everybody the foul line. First <laughs> off, serious. first off, um, you're taking Simmons. There's way more upside to Simmons. It's his no, third. I don't What's think the there is. He's 22. That doesn't What's matter. That We've been able to see. We've been able to see. Well, well no, stop, 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 stop. That's like the so the are the Pelicans not going to get any better than they are? Everyone on that team's what? I'm talking about age, Kevin. You got to give him time to develop. This was a 19 year old kid that came into the league. He's not going to dominate. You but have I to think happen once a generation. If you, but I think the Pelicans. I feel like Ben Simmons has plateaued to the point of what he's going to be. No, no, no. Yeah, so I think that the now, Pelicans. Here's my, here's my argument to that. Look at Giannis. Look at Giannis's first three years. He was not that good. He averaged six points, 12 points, and 16. And now he's dominating the league. He's going to be the MVP again. As long as he keeps playing the way he is, he's going to be the MP. And he can't shoot threes. Does he take them? Yes. But he cannot shoot them. They have a similar game, a similar build, the way they attack the hoop. He's not as strong as Giannis. I'm not saying he's Giannis. So, everyone, before you jump on me on that. (laughs) Embiid has had a history of injuries. He's had a history of turning it off. He, like this year, he has clearly not been trying. There's nobody in the league can, that can body him up. Nobody. Ya, I mean, Giannis is about it, but I think he overpowers Giannis. The, and the way the game is played today, he slows it down too much. And God's sake, if I see him take one more three. No, and you definitely have validity in some of the stuff that you're saying there. But I think, and I can't speak for Justin, but at least where I'm coming from is from a raw talent ability alone, Embiid is more complete. Embiid is He's a guy that you're going to have. A, okay, Kevin, but here's the thing. Give him the same amount of time. I don't know. I can't. think That's the thing. Yeah. Like, no, you I, can't continue to no, no, no. no, wait for you, him. The reason they lost last year was because of Embiid. Yes. He did not show up in that series, and they lost because of him. He had the flu one game, then he was this one. Shut up. You make $150 million but, to play that. But basketball. did they – like, I don't think that Simmons was out of his mind either, though. No. That's the thing. I don't think – Again, I don't guys, think you're, you're comparing a six-year a six player to a third-year player. you got to give him time. That's, what's, that, that's what happens well, in the What we're NFL. talking about is right now, who would you hold on to? I don't know. Simmons. There's more upside to Simmons. Okay, Embiid has proven more and is what still is he young. He's pro- well, Embiid has proven that he can only play sixty some odd games. Okay? And when he wants, he can't. To. He 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 gets he gets Did hurt. Simmons have okay. any trouble too. He's only the his rookie year. He had that wild list Frank fracture, right. and which is Sixers, why he won rookie of the year. Were, second year, yeah, because <laughs> so the Sixers stupid. were still in the process. They decided not to bring him back. Ben Simmons was healthy by January, but because they were still in the process, they didn't. They didn't. You know what? Can we back. stop saying the process? That stuff drives me nuts. Because obviously, I'm, the process has not turned out. The process has not worked. That's a different. That's a different says, argument. That's a different well, argument. But, oh, but talking, it's all part of the same. But I'm talking about that's the mode in which the Sixers were in. So they. Besides that, <laughs> besides that injury, Ben Simmons has played a full season, if not like seventy-eight games. Each You're still year. in the process. It I don't. 
that's indifferent. That, that that's not this. That's not this argument. Yeah, two, this yeah, argument two, is Anthony. 2000, bent, 2017, he played 81. 2018, he played 79. This year, he's at 53 so far. Okay, and they've played. They're 21 and nine. They're what? They're 20. They're 20, uh, they have, 31 and 19 or something. 31. Yeah, they, they have 21 losses. They're two. They have two. That's the other thing. Can't win on the road to save their soul. Two and 19 on the road. Yeah, okay, that's people. a different. Sorry, but anyway. <laughs> Ben Simmons without Embiid this year, the Sixers are six and three, including two wins on the road. Two of our three wins have been on the road with Ben Simmons without Embiid. That's a that's a valid. Secondly, secondly, okay, in those games that in all the games that Embiid has missed, Ben Simmons has averaged 25, 12, and eight. Almost a triple double. He doesn't need to shoot threes because he doesn't have to. He has to with them being with there. the team makeup of the 76ers, you do need a three-point exactly. shooter. Exactly. Then you trade Embiid. That's why I'm saying you, get, you get rid of Embiid. Because at shooters. that point when, when – So who's when your big Benson, man then? You don't need one, Al Kevin. Horford. Al Horford. You're going to let Al Horford take over. You don't over need the, a big man. What do they need a big man for? When Al Horford, without Embiid, averaged 12, 10, and 7. Because they didn't need they didn't need a twenty eight point. I would never ever consider Al Horford even close to the same level as Joel Embiid. That, he's he didn't not need him that. too. He's not saying he didn't that. need him too. He said, "I don't think I'm saying you You have enough role players that you could plug in to make up for his difference as long as you pick up shooters. Losing JJ Redick was the biggest. That loss was so of the stupid. Yeah, but there's only the thing is with these picking up shooters deal. That's what I've always argued about with like LeBron. I'm like, if you just surround them with shooters, there's only so many shooters in the NBA that yeah. are more than 35, 38% three point but shooters. The, to but they don't like, need, but the thing is if you surround them with competent shooters, they don't have to be Curry all the time. He attracts so much attention when he drives the way Simmons does that they're getting wide open threes. They're not getting contested shots, wide open threes. I, I don't see you winning with – I think that you get closer to winning with Embiid as your best player yep. than you do with Simmons as your best player, except I do see what you're saying. Availability is, you know, yeah, obviously huge. the most important. <laughs> it's huge. And Ben Simmons is more available than Embiid. I just don't see a point guard that is so limited offensively. I do understand how dominant he is on the interior, but I think once you get into the playoffs, you need a, a complete player. Yeah. Like a, guy a complete that can take star. Of the game and the thing is, to. look at the past. I don't even know how many finals. There's always at least two stars, if not more, on the team that can literally do almost everything. But with the and at least one so, that so will literally. And last year, then last year's minutes, a fluke. What's but last if you say year? three minutes when left, I don't know. I mean, you had you had, but Kawhi? that team was so complete. Kawhi was ridiculous. Kawhi's right. maybe so the first, best player in the NBA, and then Siakam was off, also off. Van Golden, playing like Golden a State psycho. lost that. Toronto did not win that. When two I, of I your top, you when two of your top three go out, yeah, for done. sure they didn't beat a Kevin. They were winning, oh, they didn't beat a healthy Golden State. No, yeah, no they no, were no. winning that game when Thompson tore his ACL. they were winning that game. Yeah, that yeah. could have been almost like a sweep the opposite way. Well, no, yeah, like, and I agree with Justin. Like, if you look back at, okay, if we're not going to say 100, like 95% of NBA championships, there's at least one guy on the court that if you have two minutes left and you need someone to take control of the game, they're going to be able to do that. I think Joel Embiid is far more equipped to do that right now 
than Ben Simmons is. I don't trust Ben Simmons with the ball inside. And beef fades away from the moment all the time. Okay, but we're talking about comparing between the two. I trust Embiid with the ball more with his shooting and with his inside game than I do with Ben Simmons going out there and taking a shot that he barely makes and having no confidence in the fact that the thing is also he's not even going to take that shot because he doesn't even have the confidence to step into a three-pointer in general but if like i think that you're building the team which they're they're doing right now they're they're not built to win right now at all no but they were not keep they were and then this offseason happened process man trust the process that's brett brown brett that's brett brett brown but I feel like this season, all we heard was you know, they added basically the only player that could stop Embiid. Al Horford was the Embiid stopper, and they added Al Horford. Yeah, but and they lost Jimmy Butler. Butler. And they was, couldn't do it with Butler. It like, that, was the, and, that was the telltale sign. Yeah, and Butler's a quote-unquote locker room cancer. Tobias Harris is going to become a great I don't know, scorer. Apparently, he's like, doing well in Miami. <laughs> or no, he left – Dude, he left because he wanted to leave. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's been the yeah, argument that's, made that he's when he been left Chicago, in, it was because he wanted to leave. Like, he, like they, the arguments have been made. He's been playing in cold weather all his life. He wanted to go. Uh, there, there's <laughs> a report out there that says that uh, there, Jimmy Butler was going to stay, but then uh, uh, something happened uh, in between the organization uh, that for, that caused him to leave. This is why you see, at, as soon as Jimmy Butler was gone, Embiid went down. Embiid wanted Jimmy Butler to stay, and the fact oh, they that they had a great two-man game. The, the, Justin, the would fact... you love Embiid in Miami? <laughs> mm, I like what we have now. The, what we would have to give away to get Embiid, I don't like. It would be wild. Yeah, you'd have to give up a king's ransom. I, I think you're going to make the team. We're what the three seed right now without with Bam Adebayo, who I give me Bam, Bam Adebayo. <laughs> yeah, Bam Adebayo can actually play basketball for eighty games. Well, good debate on that there, boys. Um, yeah, wow. Definitely some top feelings on there. MJ, you had talked about it earlier kind of in a joking way, but I do want to get your take on um, – because I'll give you a little bit of my thoughts on the Bulls, but I want to hear what you're thinking. As a Pistons fan, you and I are in the basement with our teams right now. So I'll let you go first, and then I will take a little lighter. <laughs> you either give up or you don't. And we didn't <sighs> – Talking we, NBA trades now. We traded Drummond for nothing. Nothing. Oh, well, what was the return on it? Uh, John Henson. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, hold on. I have this. Um, a pack of cigarettes. Brandon and... Knight, John Henson, and a 2023 second-round pick for a walking double-double. It's yeah. a four, four An years An easy double-double. Like, double. like a 15-a-night rebound guy. Like someone, if he had shooters around him, is going to clean up. Like one of the guys that's the reason you weren't blown out every game. Like, like, <laughs> like, like we, we, okay. So if we take a few steps back, soon we made the trade for Blake Griffin. I was like, this is a terrible idea. And you know yeah. what? It's when he's healthy, he's great, but he hasn't been. So it's been a terrible idea. Derek Rose is worth gold right now. You think we get rid of him <laughs> if we're giving up? No, no, no. We hung on to him for some reason. And I like Rose. I really like what he's doing, but you get rid of Drummond who's been loyal has showed up and played his heart out. There's yep. been a couple times where he's looked you know, a little bamboozled on the floor, but we we gave. But him, every player's going to have. We literally, that. Kevin, we gave him away for a pack of cigarettes. That is the yep. best way I've heard it. Like, dude, a, a second round in 2023, and I'm sorry, Brandon Knight and John. Hens- there are there are certain teams that are stuck in a loop of mediocrity. Detroit's one of them, and my Chicago Bulls are another. I read a post today. 
that put everything in such perspective for me. They said, the only reason our bulls are still irrelevant is because people still wear Michael Jordan throwback jerseys. Yes. Other yes. than that, Gar pa- the freaking Garpack's front office has literally been like, we're not trying whatsoever. Once the whole Joachim Noah, Derek Rose uh, team kind of phased out, they were like, yeah, no, we're just, we're kind of, kind of go with things. Okay. You have a guy in Zach Levine right now who, while he's not a great defender, is playing he's an incredible off. He's, he's averaging close to 35 Bro. a game. He, he made, you just saw him live. He's he a made, stud. He made, he made, he made. <laughs> Ben Simmons and freaking Josh Richardson look like they were bitty ball basketball players. Like, oh my God. But like, and then you have, you know, and I love Laurie Markkinen. Trade him. Trade him. Get rid of him. He's, he's not helping us. He's hurt all the time. You can get some decent things for him. And I love Thaddeus Young, but we're not in win now mode. Trade him too. Get some people to help Levine. Do not trade Levine. For God's sakes, do not trade Levine. But get people that you can put around him. Kind of like you were saying, you should have kept Drummond, traded some other pieces, and built around He's him. He's done nothing wrong. He's been <laughs> off the court. He's played hard on the court. He's a walking double-double. He's I want to buy the NBA TV ticket package every year to watch Chicago. But every time I know if I go to press buy, I'm going to just get pissed off. Like with the Red Wings this year. I bought month by month this year. I bought it for the first month. When we won three games in the first month, I canceled it. <laughs> so it's one of those. I, I'm tired of watching a product go on the floor that is literally barely NBA worthy. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> well, Kev, look at Detroit. Even the, like, when, they had the, when they made their run when they won their title. Was it that that year? Oh, four. four of their starting five were the starting four for the All Star team. Oh yeah, Chauncey. Uh, it was an older Rip team. It was an older team though. Ben Wallace and Justin thinks wasn't good. Hall of Fame coach, and then we had good coaches. Ben Wallace. We were not ready. Did for you just skip by that there, MJ? What you don't think Ben Wallace is? Justin what? does not think Ben Wallace is good. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> He didn't think he was a dominant player. <laughs> he wasn't. He was good for two years. And he wasn't even dominant. This is the best day of my life. I forgot MJ didn't know He this. was a great defense. He was a great defensive player for like three years. I think MJ just had a stroke. <laughs> wildly, wildly overrated. You know, you know what he does have? You know what he does have? More titles than the Sixers do in your lifetime. He's okay. like the Sixers. I like the Heat. What? That's me. Yeah, I'm a Sixers oh. guy. Oh, the heat! Don't you don't, don't. We have plenty of titles. The pre-Golden Three. State Warriors. Yeah, okay. The pre-Golden State Warriors. Okay, you oh, wouldn't have had yeah, those titles hey. without getting no. Oh, also, together. the guy you picked up, Ben Wallace played him so hard that he switched teams. He left the Lakers. <laughs> That's true. Ben Wallace body check and said, "No, this isn't happening." And then he's like, "I'm just going to go to Miami." Yeah. And then won a championship. That's because our team fell apart after that year. We started getting rid of people. <laughs> yeah, you're like the Florida Marlins of, uh, of basketball. When the Marlins won both of their World Series, they were like, all right, we're going to trade everybody away, and hopefully we get new pieces in. That's kind no, of what Detroit we, did. They oh just kind gosh, of offloaded. We, we, everyone. Like, and they all went separate directions. The first one to go was Billups. He went to Denver. I'm like, what's he doing there? Why did we get rid of him? <laughs> And then it was just a, a cascade effect from there. And then, uh, Anthony, I mentioned this last week. I'm, I'm 90% sure that in the past five years, Detroit has had a starting five that involves at least a number one or number two pick from each draft. 
a starting <laughs> five that involves it. And they like still- a number one overall, number two overall? Yes. I'm pretty sure we've had that, and they still can't win. The thing is, with oh, Drummond- you know we, we thought Rodney Stuckey was the next big thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think, dude, I think Drummond- uh, Bill Lambeer needs to come out of retirement. Oh, dude, bad boy I'm, Pistons, let's get him going. <laughs> I'm almost fine with Drummond getting traded in the sense that from Detroit, in the sense that they've had him for so long, and like, what are you doing oh, with him no, I, at this point? I'm not upset get about the trade. Something for him. Nothing. And <laughs> then they the, kept the rest the of the team. Thing. They kept yeah. the rest of the team. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you you gotta got rid of your best something. option oh. on that court. Yeah, yeah. My thing, like I. The thing with Chicago that I, it's 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 tough to really gauge, um, because their core that they brought in hasn't has only really played like four games together. Right, because everybody's been hurt. Chris they, Dunn is never on the court. Like the <laughs> Chicago Bulls have, one can argue. You, who do you think had the, has the worst injury bug right now? The Philadelphia Eagles or the Chicago Bulls? Because uh, at this point, because <laughs> at this point, at this point, you know they might as well be sharing medical staffs. Like, um, I bet but, all the fired Eagles med staff goes to Chicago. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I, would, I, I wouldn't be surprised at this point because you know Laurie Markkinen has played like what fifty games in three years. Like, and, and Chris Dunn has played maybe ten so far. Yeah, it, it's you know, and you're you're trying Danielle? to Danielle. Hi, that is Danielle. Um, yes, hi Danielle. Oh. Hi, hi Danielle. Danielle. Uh, hi. Um, Cheers. Yeah. Uh, I got. Hi. I don't remember what I was saying. I got distracted. Anyway, we're gonna no, we're real gonna quick, real quick. Okay. Best move of the the trade deadline: Wiggins to Golden State. The best move of the trade deadline. That's, That's a solid. terrible trade. What? Oh! Why is that a terrible trade? Oh. I mean, I mean, what do you what you think Andrew Wiggins is going to be the next Harrison Barnes? Like, are you kidding me? Yes, yes. better, better. What do you? What mean? effort has this dude shown? <laughs> what what effort mean? has this? Oh, okay, okay. Dude no, shown? I don't I'm, think he's going to be the next Harrison you. Hold on, Barnes. Stop, stop, stop. Better than he's better than Harrison Barnes. Barnes. He doesn't have to be a number one option. He's going to a uh, a franchise that actually knows how to win and doesn't you know suck at everything like the Timberwolves do. He's going to be a fourth scoring option, and he's going to play defense. And if he doesn't play hard, you know that Draymond Green's going to be on top of him. Because if he's willing to call Kevin Durant a certain word, you think he's not going to call Wiggins out? I think that is the best trade, the best pickup. For sure. That helps them get back. Oh, my gosh, man. That starting five next year is going to be filthy. Bro, they're, tr- they're go- yeah. okay. I mean, I guess I can take that. But, I mean, honestly, they're just going to take Wiggins and whoever their first-round pick is and trade it first. Well, now here, before before we get off basketball. I don't know. Like Giannis I, or somebody? That's I need to grant Anthony this while he's here. I want to see Anthony and MJ go at it. Anthony is pro load management to the T. Loves load management in basketball. Anthony, the floor is yours to say why. MJ, you get to have some rebuttal. Oh, I have a back and listen. dank comment there, too, but it's not going to happen now. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I think load – man. Lo- the only reason that – when you're going to have players like Joel Embiid or, uh, you, know, you know, Kawhi Leonard or whoever these players are that, you know, get injured all the time – you know, can't play a full season and you're paying $135 million to them, then you have to. You have to. Like, you're going to literally make Embiid play all 82 games 
just have his like, as you saw in the Toronto series, have him literally his arms fall off. He's like sick to death, and he can't play that has, that has because nothing to do with load management. That example. So continue on to another thing. Load managing because not no, because getting the flu. But okay, <laughs> okay, but all right, fine. But but then you saw it like. Joel Embiid last year played 59 of the 62 possible games prior to the All-Star break. What happened? After the All-Star break, which he played in, he was out for 20-some-odd games. Okay? When you know he has history issues. Now, I'm not saying you Kawhi Leonard is a bit different. All right? You don't, you don't load manage Kawhi Leonard. Okay? That was a bad example for my part. But when you, you only load manage the players that you know for a fact cannot make a full season. I don't think that's load management. I just think that's injury protection. No, that's load management. I, no, 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 I'm no, no. Load sure management is letting perfectly healthy player. people yeah, not exactly. play. Like Kawhi Leonard. Like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. He is, yet, job I mean, is he is yet to play a doctor back. Millions of dollars. Are, you, are you talking about perfectly, like people who are actually perfectly healthy or like people who people you know will stay healthy the whole season despite anything. I think you can make a Vegas bet right now that Kawhi will not play one back-to-back the rest of the season. Just, no, he never will. Okay, and that's ridiculous. You're making 30 what $7 million a year. You should start losing paychecks when you have the ability to walk up to the franchise and go, I'm not going to play tonight. Just I'm shutting it down. For what reason? There's better ways to load management and or to, to load manage. You do not have to sit someone for an entire game. Limit their minutes like they're doing with Zion right now. You know, he's coming off an injury. He's only playing 25 minutes a game. He played, what, 28 the other night. Dropping 31 in 20 minutes. (laughs) Zion's going to be for real. Dark horse, man. He is definitely – He already is for real. He's winning the – I'm going rookie of the year with him if he keeps this up. Um, But anyway, there's there's load management not – the big topic we brought up, Justin brought this up and so did Kevin, is that – as fans, you know, we go to see someone play and yeah. they decide because they're perfectly healthy, they're going to take off. We didn't go to see anyone else play. Like, if you're a Kawhi fan, you, if, you're, if you're a Clippers fan, you're a Kawhi fan. You went to see Kawhi. Fan. MJ, when we were, in, when we were in, uh, in uh, middle school, who was the guy that you got to go see before he retired and got to see him play? Michael Jordan. Michael and Jordan. And he dropped four. Can you imagine going to Washington and expecting to see Michael Jordan and you don't see him? He, like, better been, he better have been using a walker. <laughs> he dropped Honestly. 43. To, who'd they play, by the way? I'm I don't even remember, but I, th- I think it was the Sixers. That was with the blue and gold. Which it was the Sixers. It was the Sixers. He dropped 43, and he dunked it. <laughs> it was like a church league men's pickup dunk, <laughs> but it was still a dunk. <laughs> he dunked it over. Didn't he dunk it over Matumbo? No, not in that game. He he went off like two feet. I saw him grab his Matumbo back. would have broken his back. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. No, but no, load management. If someone has injury history, okay, I can see that. But 20 games a year? No. No, 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 no. You don't get to miss, what, one-fifth or fourth of the season? No, that's, fourth of the season. That's what Kawhi played, what, 62 games last year? And he was healthy. He was healthy. But, no, man, if load management can be done so many different ways, you still sh- – if you're healthy, I, I understand it's a back-to-back, then just limit their time in the game. Right. Because like, another thing it affects, everyone keeps making this argument, oh, that the Clippers haven't made their stride yet because 
Paul George and Kawhi have yet to play that many games together. Well, some of it's because Paul George is hurt. The other is because they keep sitting Kawhi for yeah. no reason. A lot of it is their own fault. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, no, so. low management, I'm a 1,000% against it. An Embiid scenario, okay. Yeah, that's just helping your injured player. We're, that we're trying okay, I, to keep – that's a guy with history of injury. Okay, all right. Then I, then, I will, then I will agree with you. Then, again, I was under, like, talking about load management and the fact of you have a player – who is who has you know history of catastrophic injuries history yes, of I, I am then you load okay manage him but not just Kawhi's trash self basically load managing hey, his way out of San guy. Antonio fun. no he's a he's garbage a person guy. He's I, will, I can't stand Kawhi he basically I, cucked his way out of San Antonio yeah. and now he he stole money from Toronto to give them a championship, which is like, I'm going to play every now and then. He did give a championship, the, the Clippers, he's like, I I'm going to steal some money from you, and they'll probably win, too. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to move us on here because oh, – Hold on, Anthony. What, okay. what do you want to I, I said I'll concede with your, uh, with your opinion on load management with that fact of if you're perfectly no, healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely agreeing with will, the guy I will, like I was, yeah, like, I, like the Pistons – should have load managed Blake Griffin, but we did. Yes. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> All right, boys. Great stuff on the NBA. Before we get um, into the XFL, just wanted to say um, we're thinking about Jay Bomeister. Really scary moment in the St. Louis Blues Anaheim Ducks game last night where he collapsed on the bench. Uh, possible, actually, they said it was now a cardiac episode that he had during the game. Props to the Anaheim Ducks staff and the Blues staff for getting to him and helping him as fast as they could and for postponing the, the rest of the game. Really classy on the side of both. And Jay Bomeister um, is doing well. He has told management that he's doing much better. Um, so they're going to keep an eye on his prognosis. But glad to hear that he's doing well. Really good guy. Excellent hockey player. Also, real quick, I need to throw this in here. Um, I was watching a certain sports channel this morning. I will not name the name of the sports channel. And a certain broadcaster, will not name that person's name either, were trying to possibly blame the fact that he had a cardiac episode because he was on the ice for a minute 20. And that is apparently – a much, much longer well, shift. Than it you. is a long shift, but that's but also you, not going to give you a cardiac episode. I was like, come on. Don't try to, put, don't try to pin this on the team. Don't. don't. No, it, it obviously was some underlying con- – I mean, they're right. all in great shape. It's obviously some underlying condition you didn't know was coming. Yes. It could have just been, been a care. freak thing. That just that was, yeah, exactly. Happened. Well, didn't that just happen to the, the Leafs farm team, one of the coaches, the Maple Leafs farm team? Fury Fisher had it happen, too. too. No, I think that happened. There was, I think it was this year. One of the Leafs coaches collapsed before the game, and they also postponed the game. But see, that would make more sense with a coach. Like it's just kind of scarier that like here's a guy in insane shape. Oh man, can you imagine being next to him on the like the reaction of the guy on the bench next to him was like, dude, this is they, not, this yeah. is not normal. Like they, they really he, reacted well. If he broke his leg, he would have looked down and been like, all right, we'll we'll get that taped up. Don't well, yeah, because he would have been like, I'm getting back out there, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. By the way, dude, uh, did you see a lower our boy, body injury? <laughs> did you see our boy Perlini from the Red Wings who took a skate blade to the eye? Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Right from here to the bridge of his nose to underneath is all stitches. They said if it was an inch over, he would have lost his eyeball. 
I was like, oh, um, my God. Um, I, can, I can relate to that because of a certain <laughs> incident with a William Cole that <laughs> lost my eye freshman year of college – or well, freshman year, whatever. First year at Penn State, almost lost my – and if it was this much further over, <laughs> it would have been gone because someone can't just toss me a beverage. They have to Kareem hook it, and I lose it in the eye. Anywho, but no. But yeah, we're glad that J.B.O. Meester's doing all right. Um, hopefully he can get back on the ice and uh, be able to continue his career. He's been in the league 18 years, boys. I, he's I knew 36, he's man. Yeah, I forgot how long he's actually been playing hockey. So if this is the end, at least he's had a nice full career. But hopefully he's got a little bit more than he can put out there. All right, guys. So we had the XFL, the first weekend of XFL football. It was lovely. It was Justin and I and MJ all celebrated victories with the DC Defenders and the St. Louis Battlehawks. Go Battlehawks. Anthony suffered a gross defeat with the LA Wildcats. So let's go around, boys. I want your first opinions on the new league. Anthony, we'll start with you. I love it. It's, it gives us such a uh, unique perspective. Um, it's it was pretty cool listening to the coaches call plays, uh, and and the the quarterbacks uh, 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 getting the play call in and kind of talking to their team. Uh, it was really cool to, that the I don't that the announcers went in and got like raw like takes right after plays. <laughs> um, you know I you know I I hope they don't uh, like I hope they keep things like. I don't want to say uncensored, but like, no, but open, keep it, like free, keep it open. Free yeah. Um, I thought I thought that was great. Um, you know, the the coach, Dude, Pat McAfee. Right yeah. It's possible to split yeah. a human. That yeah. guy needs to do every single game for the XFL. When he freaked out over that Marquette King punt, that yeah. the uh, that was yeah, kicking guy, guy jumped on Raiders like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like the highest. He's amazing in the league. And he yeah. pushed the ball into the end zone and passed. Just like, why did you? He like stuttered and they're yeah. like, how do you are? Right, Why did you in, touch it? In that guy's defense, it did look like it hit right. the other He thought it hit the other guy. Player. But I love how Pat was like, I'm going to go talk to that guy that just ruined a perfect punt. <laughs> like, it was that's a perfect so fun. Punt. Yeah. Uh, the, the new rules are cool. Um, I like the I like the, the kickoff rule. The kickoff's amazing. Um, overall, I think it's just it's nice to be able to have football back. Uh, but at least, like, the AAF was just like a car like they carbon copied the 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 nfl with just yeah. worse players yeah um, literally and while the xfl major networks to sponsor it <laughs> yeah well, that that's a whole different they thing. already but, but, have networks beverage sponsors like it, it's craziness but the xfl has yeah they have they have uh the talent is down but they're adding innovative ideas they have the major sponsors it's in major cities we'll talk about the talent cool. in a minute because i don't go think ahead. it's as bad as the aaf but justin go ahead um yeah, no, I mean, my, my big thing with the XFL is definitely the access to, like like Anthony was saying, um, that's, I think, the most attractive thing to me, especially the, um, for me, the reviews. Yeah. I think that's something yeah, that the NFL isn't going to be able man. to, they're not going to be able to escape that, I don't think. I think the NFL, they're going to have to take some things from the XFL yeah. based on just pure fan outrage. Like, when I was look, listening into them basically – going through a replay with the ref on the field, the, the booth up top. I'm like, yeah. why do we not get to see this every yeah. time? Like if I could see that can't the, hide behind it. If I could see the refs 
going through that Des Bryant catch or not catch, or if I could see them going through whether pass interference should be called on that Saints Rams game, and you hear it, like it's it just gives it makes the refs and the booth be way more accountable when they are on the line, when you know what their faces look like, you know what they're saying in the booth. So you can be like, that's such a Philly response. About? We know what you look like. We know oh. what you look like. <laughs> Make the actually, right call. <laughs> I think that they would be a lot more careful about the calls they were making and make sure they got it right. If they know that people know who they are and it's sure. not just this like easy because then they'll know if, if it comes up in the guys in the replay booth and you know it's the guy that got calls so incredibly wrong, you know his name. Like, I don't know. I think that that's going to be something that carries over. And the so sideline access. You out on him apparently, according exactly. to Justin. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, did, did he come with two legs? I don't know. Uh, no, he left with one, though. Um, no, but um, one thing I don't think the NFL will adopt is that sideline access after the plays. Yeah, they, they wouldn't do that, do that, but I love it. I think that's so cool. They're getting down onto the field. They're interviewing players during the game. Did you that's see the, the guy that was get, he's getting ready to be interviewed by um, – oh, what's her name? From Undisputed uh, – the lady that hosts Undisputed with Skip Di- and Shannon. Not Diana Rossini. Not Diana Rossini, uh, but um, I know who you're talking either about. Either way. Jenny? From the block? I don't watch Undisputed because Skip Bayless is on. Right, anyway, but she was literally get, she was really get ready getting it. She was about to interview the guy that made the interception and ran it back for a mm-hmm. touchdown. And she put the mic up and he goes, "Oh, I need to be on the field." And grabs his helmet. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's authentic. Cool, it's like, but oh no! <laughs> if I had one criticism of it, make it fifty percent less sideline interviews because a lot of the time they're just like, "Hey, you know." There was that third down. Your quarterback overthrew you. What do you think? And you're like, all right, it's not that. And like, it's not important that we know right. every detail. It's like, you ran an out route on that one. You caught about a three yard pass. How was that? Big catch, huh? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, got three yards. Oh, we didn't get any more, but yeah. It's like, all right, worthless interview for sure. But other than that, <laughs> love the league. MJ, oh, they loved it. I loved, I loved the transparency. The teams are competitive. Yep. Like everything was fun to watch. Loved, loved seeing Matt McGloin just looked good, man. All around, looked man. Good. Oh, looked I'm so good. happy to see that. That was a that that's a quarterback that got so can I, that got so messed over. I'm afraid to say the word I want because I don't want to hear Kevin complain. Um, so messed over because he was there during like the whole scandal and like went from coach yeah. to coach to coach and never truly got coached. I'm so happy that he's doing it. Um, no, it was it's fun. Like it's, yeah. I'm excited for this. I hope the season continues like this. I think they picked now, the right number of teams. I think two games or two games per day per weekend. Great idea. Um, no, I think it's, um, it's in every look at the look at the stadiums. Those people, the oh, they're packed, are, dude. They're excited. They're yeah, they're already buying merchandise and like they're all into it. I think it was a rousing success from the start. I mean, just the fact of the presentation aspect on the field. It looked like you were watching an NFL game. It was professional, great camera angles. The interviews, all of it was wonderful. But what I wanted to discuss before we give our picks for this week is the talent level, okay? So in the AAF, I feel as though we had less talent 
than we saw from week one of the XFL. Yes. Now well, the XFL is comprised of the AAF had no idea how to pay people. They had no idea to right. pay people. And the XFL is the, like, hey, this is what you're making. If you win, you get a bonus. If you don't, you don't. We understand this. XFL is, is, yeah, is yeah, comprised this, of – yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have it as this is either it's, – it's three things for the players. It's either you came out of college and didn't quite make it, so this is kind of your tryout. Or you made the NFL, didn't really do well. You know, here's another chance to try to improve yourself. Or, hey, you made the NFL or you're towards the end of your career. Come, you know, you can still play football. Play like football. To, and it's competitive football. It's so Right. And, it, and it's comprised of mostly mid-tier FBS and FCS players, a lot of whom, like you said, did end up playing in the NFL. Some didn't. Some got on practice squads. Like, um, like you t- I mean, Matt McGloin, like you mentioned perfectly, or – from uh, <clears throat> Calvin University, Darius Victor. Now, just honestly, just as an example, Darius Victor, a guy who ended up playing on some practice squads, had an amazing college career, didn't get the People opportunity. Who don't know what he just said. That's a college. That's in shut the up. States. Everybody knows where Towson University is. Um, <laughs> oh, I would challenge that. I would challenge that. I would challenge it too. Listen, but I'm just saying, it's a, mid, it's a mid-tier university. I get it um, for size. I get it. I get it. I get it. No, but no, in all seriousness, you have a guy like Darius Victor who had a great college career, goes and has some practice squad moments for the NFL, but hasn't gotten the opportunity to succeed on a first team running like that. Those guys are now national TV, playing in front of a bunch of people, able to shine, and you're learning who they are. And you're able to see, okay, maybe this guy can transform into the next level and be a serviceable running back, quarterback, wide receiver. Well, do you know it's an un- in certain situations? Do you know it's another fun thing about it, man? Um, I forget what was it. It might have been Greg Olson that said it, but basically he said most of these guys that are playing when they do the final cuts to make their fifty is a fifty three man roster. Yeah. they're fifty four, fifty five, fifty six, fifty six. These are the last guys to get cut. And a scary part really good of, players. A scary part about this could be. For the coaches in the NFL, like the coordinators and stuff yeah. that make these cuts, because you have some owner that you know looks out and sees somebody they spent a first round pick on, you know doesn't didn't really do what they thought, and then just crush it in the XFL. They're turning and looking at their talent scouts, going, "Why couldn't we get this production out of him?" Yeah, and I think that this, I think the talent level is good in the XFL. Obviously, it's not NFL talent. We no, know that, but this is talent that is higher than college level. It's the next step kind of in between college and the NFL. It's professional level football and people are able to, I think you're able to scout players really well in the XFL. I think if you take a Matt McGloin, a Darius Victor, anybody and look at them and go, they're performing at a very high level here. They can perform at a good level in the NFL. Oh, it, I think it, you can it, make it, that it, comparison. It, it could be, I, I think if this goes well, it could be a farm system for the, for the, the only reason it won't is because the rules are so different in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, no, honestly, it, 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 could, it could be that this could be that gap for players that don't want to go to college and just want to play football. Yeah, just want to get in there. This could be that gap. I really yeah, think it could. Like a better G League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look at – I think the primus example that I think this is the most, this is the perfect platform for is Cardell Jones. Look, yeah. Card- Cardell Jones from Ohio State played what? eight total college football games. Granted, then, most of them were the biggest ones. But, <laughs> but then got drafted. Like, he only played eight college games. Well, Joe Burrow didn't play that many either. But. And then 
not Joe, Joe Burrow at least. But he's going to play in the NFL. You don't yeah. talk bad about him. Joe Burrow played a <laughs> full Joe, Joe Burrow got an offseason as the starter, played a full season. And the, mm-hmm. Cardell yeah. Jones came in as the backup, got them through a national championship in five games. I think the more prime that example is a guy like Landry Jones, a guy that has had NFL experience who has gone in and Steelers fans kind of ran him out of town at the end. We started calling him Laundry Jones, was not performing Fuck, as a good Coates. backup. Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates. Sam Mobley. All these guys that have had opportunities to be good in the NFL but fell short now get national exposure again. Landry Jones said on the sideline interview, I was working construction before this, so this was good. I was like, you were working construction? Can you imagine being on the construction site with a former NFL backup quarterback? Like, it's just craziness like that. They just want to play football again. And I think they got it right with their motto for the love of football because that's totally true. This is literally for people that just want to play football. There's no BS surrounding it. It's just we're here to play football and we're here to do it the right way. I think some of the rule changes are great. I like the one foot inbounds for receivers. I love the kickoff rule um, I, that you actually have to have a kickoff, basically. The one, two, or three-point choice for extra point is awesome. Like, it's so much more fun. And, guys, come on, best part? Less commercials and a 10-minute halftime break. Yes. My God. It's you have like enough time, you have enough time to go pee. You have yeah. enough time to go pee and come back. Get a new beer and sit down and watch the rest of the game. Oh, That's you don't you need to get a new beer. The core's already next to your feet. <laughs> come on now. That's just inefficient. <laughs> There's one thing you can be. I hope no one that employs me is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think it's going to be great. And we should give our picks for this upcoming week, boys. So, let's see who's playing who. Um. I will say this. All right, Our Kev, I got it. I got it. Continue to be the underdogs, Justin. Oh, dude, continue Guardians! Guardians at the Defenders. That's going to be a good game. Guardians that's at Defenders. Good. That's going to be a good game. All right, MJ, you want to list them off for us? So, Guardians oh. at Defenders. Yep. I'm uh, going yeah. with DC here. Good pick, Justin. Defenders. Defenders. Uh, woo! I like how they looked the first week. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Guardians. I think they they were clicking on all cylinders. Because Darius Victor is going to get like 300 yards. Yeah, I know. I'm not um, sure. I'm not sure the defenders have their running back situation all. And I think they need to play Presley more than they do. I don't know, but that defense is really good. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Dono Pumphrey. He can't seem to translate on any level whatsoever. So I think they need to really focus on. Hey, it's not as. It's bad it's the St. Louis running back situation. Just ask Justin. Because <laughs> he has him on his fantasy team. <laughs> oh, I almost dropped the hard end. I'm getting sleepy. It's time to push through this. I really almost. Right. MJ, what's I'll, the next game? Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the defenders, Kevin. Good Lord. I knew who you were picking. We uh, all knew who you were picking. No, no, man. This, quote me. Quote me. Half the Redskins team will be on this team next year. Let's go defenders. <laughs> Good. Um, next game. You get more fans already. <laughs> they do. And they're not. <laughs> Not all blacked out because they actually want to see what's taking place. Um, the, uh, we have the Tampa Bay Vipers at the Seattle Dragons. Uh, both those teams were underwhelming in the first time. Oh, oh the best um, part is the abbreviation says Sea Dragons. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Dragons, though. Uh, I just Tampa Bay was a mess, especially at the quarterback position. Hot mess. <laughs> yeah. So, Justin, you mean Dragons as well? They played tough for a while there. I like them. Anthony Cole. Yeah, the Dragons. Uh, they have no. They need to. 
the quarterback. Aaron Murray is just – I don't know what they see in him. <laughs> Go get Eli Manning or something. <laughs> How sweet would that be, a retirement league for quarterbacks? Anyway, um, I'm going Dragons as well. Yeah, I watch Murray throw a couple balls. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? You can't come out of the game and go, that's one I shouldn't have let go, and then do that this very next one. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Literally the same pass. All right, then we have the Dallas Renegades at the L.A. Wildcats. I'm going with the Renegades. The Wildcats are a mess. They already fired their defensive coordinator. That's amazing. Hilarious. Um, and also, I think Landry Jones gets his first start, and he's going to dominate. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas, uh, exactly. They didn't have their starting quarterback. They're getting him back now. It'll be good. Anthony? Uh, is Josh Johnson going to play for the, uh, for the Wildcats? Who knows? All if they, they don't do have to, this, all they I mean, do this is buy tickets. I don't know. <laughs> no. um, yeah. So uh, no, the, the Renegades. Uh, you know, it's always it's not a good sign when you're firing your uh, defensive coordinator after one week. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> but, and they didn't even give a reason why. Um, they they just don't need to. It's the XFL. No one needs to. I mean, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I could see the press conference saying he was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we just got rid of him. Because they're um, so open. I'm going Renegades for two reasons. One, because LA is a mess. And two, Los Angeles doesn't deserve a football team, NFL or XFL. They don't. Agreed. Agreed. It's yeah. not like the Lakers games where you can roll in in the third quarter and be like, oh, we've been here the whole time. No. Yeah. That whole stadium and it is empty most of those games. They don't deserve anything. All right, final game. We have the St. Louis Battlehawks at the Houston Roughnecks. Oh, it froze. No. No, come back. Starting this. If he froze. Uh, oh, we're there he is. We're oh, there he is. Okay, what's the last the thing game? I said? Okay. No, Battlehawks. Uh, hey, Battlehawks win. That's okay. all that matters. I literally just went, St. Louis Battlehawks versus the <laughs> Roughnecks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's going to be a really tough game, but I'm going to roll with my boys. Go St. Louis. St. Louis. All right. Last thing's last. Let's do I'm it. Going, I'm going with Houston. Ooh. You know what? I want to pick the Battlehawks, but I'll go Houston just to be on the different. We're 50-50 on this game. Justin is so done with this podcast. It's hilarious. Oh, no. I just have to – I have to drop a big number, too, and also <laughs> – that, that's right. pretty much the right, only last thing. Last things last. You know what? We'll, we'll, right. we'll get this intrigued. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Okay. Uh, my last things last. Even with the finalized editions of Mookie Betts and David Price, the Los Angeles Dodgers don't even make the NLCS this season. I am very, very, very serious about that. This team has shown, even with the top talent, they cannot be successful. They are choke artists. I don't see this team being the class of the NL like everyone says it will. I could see another Braves-Cardinals NLCS, for God's sakes. I do not see the Dodgers anywhere near it. Um, I'm much more on the side of the New York Yankees in the American League than I'm even close to the Dodgers in the NL. And I think the Dodgers are more talented than the Yankees. So no, Dodgers are a mess. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do anything. I thousand percent agree with that. I, I really. The Phillies will be in. They'll be both teams in the NFL. Stop! <laughs> just that's, stop! That's not Everyone does. God, just Anthony. Just, do you have a last things last for us? I do. What is I it? I do. My last things last is all right, Doug Peterson, for oh. two years, <laughs> right with your with the with the offensive struggles. Okay. Oh, oh my we blamed, god! We blamed. We blamed. We blamed. Mike Grow. Okay, you blamed all of this other stuff. All right. Now, now, 
You have no offensive coordinator. Who are you going to hide behind now? All right. When stuff goes down, who are you going to hide behind now? It's all on you, Dougie P. It's all on you. I mean, if I, I agree to an extent, but if we still have Greg Ward by the end of the season, number one receiver, then I think he gets another pass. I feel like. It's all on you, Dougie P. It's all on you. You're playing with an AAF starting wide receiver. To go off what Anthony was saying, the first couple games that we lost during the year when we had our full team looked bad. Detroit, Atlanta, come on. Yeah, they weren't great. You're right. Yeah. No, Anthony, I like it. I like it. Justin, last things last. Let's last oh, things last. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm moving. Uh, <laughs> John Jones fought this past weekend at UFC, and basically UFC judges. I hope they're not becoming like boxing judges, but it no. seems like they are. So um, bad. Dominic Reyes definitely won the first three rounds. Yep. Um, arguably, John Jones won the the last two. Um, but some of the, the, the one judges to work scorecard was four, four to one, one John right? Jones. Oh my God. And it's one of those things where <laughs> it's, it, I think it's leaking in a little bit to, uh, the UFC. And at one point during the broadcast earlier on in a, in an earlier fight, I forget which one it was, but Joe Rogan and, uh, Dominic Cruz were looking at the judges and both said out loud at one point that the ju- one judge wasn't watching the fight. Like, was looking down at the ground, like, somewhere. I forget why. They didn't even really say why they were looking at the ground. But stated they were looking at the ground and said it a couple times live on the broadcast, calling <laughs> out the judge. And I feel like they just they just need to figure it out because it's getting – That's going to be dicey. really bad. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a couple fights that the way they scored it, I was like, eh, what? Yeah. Okay. But four to one, that's egregious. That's that like was Canelo so bad. Triple, that's Canelo Triple G level. Like, that's uh, terrible. And I don't think the UFC – cared if jones lost that fight like they weren't like oh we need to keep him up here i, I don't think they cared no no it's all just- right my last in class i heard a, a sports announcer this week make this claim and i have to agree with him his name is rob parker he's on undisputed quite a bit i never agree with anything he says but he's finally said something i agree with they were talking about the golden state warriors possibly getting back to the championship next year and winning it and he made the statement that if you subtract Kevin Durant, the Golden State Warriors are a fraudulent dynasty. And I 100% agree with that. For 100%. Sure. Without KD, they I don't think they have two titles without yeah. KD. I think I think they go back and forth with How many did the they win LeBron without Cavs. Yeah, they well here, here, here the first year they won it. The Cavs were decimated with injuries. Both it was just Irving. LeBron. It was just LeBron. Yeah. So they're going to win that. Then the next year, seventy-three win team blows a three-one lead in the finals yeah. with two home games. Yeah, was that three dynasty? Wasn't no. Curry injured? No, not no. That. no. Even st- but I think I think you go back and forth there. Then I don't know if LeBron ends up leaving Cleveland, and I think it just continually goes I'll, Warriors. I thought Curry was injured that year. forever. Didn't he have the hand injury or something? I mean, he played though. The year they lost, the, the year the loss, what uh, killed the momentum is when Draymond got suspended. Wasn't yeah. that the same year that? No. That, <laughs> was that the same year they were up three one and LeBron and Draymond got? Yes, and then Draymond started punting people in the testicles every single series for some reason. (laughs) Kevin, he can say that. But but I think if Kevin Durant does not join them, that is a fraudulent dynasty. They do not dominate the league. 
No, I can I can agree with that. I agree with that too. I think the Cavaliers team that LeBron had was, if everyone's healthy, is evenly matched with the um, with the Warriors. If you subtract Kevin Durant, so even picking up Wiggins this year, I think that's an amazing pick. I don't think that sends that team right back to the championship. I think the mess of the Western Conference has gotten so much better. I mean, the yeah. Lakers are dominant. The Clippers are dominant. The Rockets aren't going to win a title, but the small ball they're playing, I think, matches up very well with uh, the way the uh, Warriors – if the Rockets don't miss 25 three-pointers in one game, they're in the finals. Yeah, they're, don't they're shoot the, yourself out of it. Yeah, so I, I, that's my take. I think that's a fraudulent dynasty. That's not a Bulls dynasty. That's not a Lakers dynasty. No. That's, that's a uh, – heck, I'll even – the Heat were very dominant. I'll, I'll, I'll give that over the, the, uh, yeah. the Golden State Warriors. All right, boys. Well, that was an awesome cast. Anthony, thanks for joining in with us. Um, we hope you all enjoy listening to this one, and we'll see you next week. All right. Later, guys. Gotta go bathroom. <laughs>